she laid out a plan. He and Eric laid it out. And, you know, it, just as we've done in other departments, first thing we did was increase, increase wages and, and entry-level rates. You know, EMT went from 1504 to 1833. Paramedic went from 1912 to 2532. Storekeepers from 1299 to 1522. MT relief from 1504 to 2024. Paramedic relief 1919 to 2741. Those are significant pay increases. They are. And we talked about this yesterday with uh, Chad Stimmel of the uh, EMS union that the pay increases are substantial. They're aware. Uh, the trucks that they ha- have in addition and that they have on order. There's eight more. It was Eric Gilmore specifically, again, reiterated that they are coming very, very soon uh, to Escambia County. Um, you know, having the right number of personnel, especially, you know, there, there's all kinds of dimensions to this issue with EMS. You know, one of the things is I wasn't really aware of how the, you know, the typical shifts were laid out. But, uh, you know, I was talking with Chad Stimmel. He's the union president. I was talking with him a little bit yesterday. And, you know, one of the things that came up in the town hall with Stephen Barry on Monday was that the north end is not getting appropriate coverage, that the units that are supposed to be at Century or Walnut Hill get pulled away to, to Pensacola. Stephen Barry was very upset about that because he said specifically he thought that had been solved, that those units would be dedicated up there. Um, but at the same time, if you have, say, five or six trucks south of Nine Mile and you have two other trucks that are working on transfers but that have a role in the system, okay, and then you have one in Century and one in Walnut Hill, you have 10 trucks on duty. But there's only five or six of them that are available for the bulk of the population of Escambia County. So which is the truer number to say? You know, that, I mean, that just, that just is, right? If you've got two guys on a truck, one EMT and one paramedic, typically, not always. Sometimes it's two paramedics, sometimes two EMTs. But, you know, typically that's the case. Um, you know, we've talked quite a bit about the structure of the system and why you have – um, you know, why you have delays and the transfer, you might not understand this. And I, and it's all learning for me too. Okay. Um, the, the, the issue with EMS calls is it costs you, let's say 900 bucks and some people don't pay. Okay. Other people, you know, pay like there's a, if it's Medicare or Medicaid, then that's a little bit different system. Uh, for the rest of you, what'll happen is, uh, they'll bill your insurance and whatever your insurance covers. It's not a negotiated rate. It's just the same rate for everybody. Eric explained that yesterday. Uh, and then you pay the remainder, let's say three or 400 bucks out of the 900. Um, but uncollected debt is a problem and they write off millions of dollars every year to uncollected debt, you know, like to the tune of five or $6 million, I think is the last number that they wrote off. Uh, the advantage of the transfers from a financial point of view is that that's the hospital like HCA Florida West or Baptist has to pay for the transfer from their freestanding ER somewhere to the main hospital or apparently from the hospital to a, you know, like a long-term care situation because that has to be done by a medical professional, which requires you to be an ambulance, which, but they always pay and they pay full freight. So the interfacility transfers or IFTs, they call them, that's useful because it generates money. That was also part of the complaint that the union members made is when they're saying Chief Torcell is focused on money over people, that's what they're getting at is that he's spending all this time with the transfers and not running the 911 calls to deal with the crises. That's, But he says that this is all part of making the system run efficiently, A, for the money, B, if the people coming in the front door at the hospital to the emergency room can't get into the ER and therefore hold the wall until there's room in the ER, but the people in the ER can't get upstairs to the beds until those beds get open, those beds don't get open until they transfer those people to long-term care. Like there's a whole pipeline kind of question here that they're trying to solve. Um, another issue, of course, is the issue of delays and wait time and holding calls. And, you know, um, they were pretty basically said everybody is always waiting all the time. 
I mean, not quite, but, you know, it's a common problem to have. And that's true. I've watched this over the years from the director's report. It is a common problem to have. And I think that the reporting on this in terms of how you understand a whole call is it's challenging because calls come in A, B, C, D, E. Okay. And alpha is a, I mean, it's really nothing, you know, somebody stubbed their toe. Okay. A delta could be like somebody's got, you know, heart palpitations. They need to go to the, you know, and then the echo is like a gunshot wound or something. Okay. And if you've got, let's say functionally six ambulances available and all of them are tied up with other things, what do you do for the gunshot wound if it happens, right? That's the problem. What do you do with the heart attack if it happens? And that's where some of these people in the North End, even though that's a little bit different because of the supposedly dedicated uh, ambulances, um, but they've been complaining about at the town hall. But also, if you're holding calls, but the calls are all A's and B's, it doesn't really matter much. But if you're holding calls and somebody's got a heart attack or a gunshot wound, that's a real problem. And, you know, Eric Gilmore knows this. Chief Tarsell knows this. I mean, they're the ones who have kind of taught me this stuff. Okay, they, you know, it's not like I'm teaching them something. But just so you understand, holding calls can be misleading. But that's part of the problem is understanding, well, how serious is it? You know, if we're holding calls and nobody's really hurt, eh. But if we're holding calls and they can't get to serious, that's a real problem because that's the core mission. And if they're holding calls because hospitals can't take patients or because we have people who could be working 911 or working transfers, generating revenue but not doing anything particularly urgent, you kind of see the shape of this issue. Now, that's all separate from the question of do uh, does Chief Torcell and, Ch- and Deputy Chief Stevens – do they run the personnel and human resources things in a way that the employees appreciate and feel validated and encouraged? And I don't work in the department. I don't know how to assess that. But I will tell you that the criticism that I have heard of them is not that they're bad at logistics or bad at running things from a you know order and system and profit kind of perspective, but it's the other stuff. It's the feeling of, you know, retaliation comes my way if I raise my hand and object or, you know, I got to go out of my way to just be treated like a person was kind of the repeated claim yesterday. And that's not a specific. You can't action that. But that's kind of the general tone of things. And, you know, people will climb over dead bodies to serve somebody they admire, love and respect, and they will not lift a broom to sweep away the dead rat for somebody they don't like and respect. I mean, that's human nature. So... Is Chief Torcell and Deputy Chief Stevens, you know, the A person or the B person? You know, I mean, these are the basic questions that essentially Eric Gilmore and Wes Moran are going to have to figure out. And I hope they do figure it out. Because what I heard yesterday in the commissioner, uh, coffee with the commissioner, was very dismissive of all of this. Blaming the employees, saying that they're, you know, basically the poor performers, bad actors, exaggerating, all of this stuff. And I don't know. I've talked to him, and I don't think that's the case. But I don't know Chief Torcell enough to really defend him either. I don't, I just, I wish I were in a position of better information. But hopefully, me talking about this, you realize, I mean, this is like a core function of our government. Now, they could outsource it, right? They could outsource it. Uh, But, you know, like Santa Rosa County does to lifeguard. Uh, But even that yesterday came up as something that Chief Torcell said, you know, I'm not sure that that's a great idea because, you know, that can have issues too. 437-1620. Four three seven sixteen twenty. I just want you to understand what your government does, how these key services in our county work. That's why I talk to the police agencies all the time. Um, and then, you know, it's not for you to decide necessarily what needs to happen here, but be aware that this is kind of going on and this is affecting people's quality of life when they can't get an ambulance.
and when the people who work in the ambulances are unhappy, right? I mean, that's the issue. 718 on News Radio 923. Uh, Jake has got our traffic for us. Jake? Oh, we're looking good on our roadways this morning. This report is brought to you by Barberry Plumbing. I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds, not showing any slowdowns on Pine Forest or in Car City. No delays on Burgess or Olive. Highway 98 east and westbound through Gulf Breeze and Navarre. We're looking good there. And if you're coming out of Milton on Highway 90 this morning through Pace, no accidents slowing you down. If you see anything out there on our roadways, you can always uh, text or call our traffic tip line, 437-1620. But you know, when it's time to call a plumber, call the best of the Bay winner, Barberry Plumbing at 477 I am Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. Hey, if you're thinking about buying or selling a home, maybe for the first time buying a home, maybe buying your fifth home, I don't know, maybe looking at a rental, upsizing, downsizing, just want to move to a different part of town, all kinds of reasons people might want to sell or to buy, call Christina Leavenworth and talk with her. Now, you might think, like, I'm just at the thinking about it stage, and I'm not sure I need to waste somebody's time and talk. Well, (laughs) where better? When better? Then right now to talk to her and say, hey, here's what we're thinking about. Does this make sense? What input can you give us? Because I will tell you, she doesn't mind taking your call. She wants to take your call. She wants to talk to you. Well knowing that it might never mean anything as far as business with her, that it's just she's talking to somebody and making a friend. She says that to me all the time. Andrew, I just love talking to people about real estate and making friends. And she does. So give her a call and ask her your questions and sit down and find out what's the right thing for you to do. 723-9158 for Christina Leavenworth and her team at Leavenrinky Realty. Hi, I'm Billy Anderson with Anderson Subaru in Pensacola. Your road to adventure starts with the 2024 Subaru Outback and the 2024 Subaru Forester. Both come standard with symmetrical all-wheel drive for confidence along the way. The Subaru Outback, according to Kelly Blue Book, is one of the best family cars of 2023. And according to Auto Trader and my good friend Max here, the Subaru Forester is one of the 2023 best cars for dog lovers. For information on all the awards and accolades from Kelly Blue Book and Auto Trader on the Subaru brand, the Subaru Outback, and the Subaru Forester, visit kellybluebookkbb.com and autotrader.com. Whether you're a Forester family or an Outback family, your road to adventure starts in a Subaru from Anderson Subaru. Go where love takes you. Anderson Subaru, Highway 29, just north of Car City, Pensacola, online at andersonsubaru.com. Anderson's got a Subaru for you. Kelly Blue Book is a registered trademark of Kelly Blue Book Company, Incorporated. Auto Trader is a registered trademark and used with permission. Here's today's Strength for Life with your host, Pastor James C. Johnson. At different times in our lives, we all have problems, health problems, financial problems, relationship problems, but at no point are any of these problems our biggest problem. The biggest problem facing mankind is the sin problem. When Jesus came to the earth, he didn't solve everyone's health troubles, although he did help a few. He didn't solve everyone's financial trouble, although he did provide food for some. He didn't solve everyone's relationship problems, although a few were helped in that way. But when Jesus came to the earth, he did solve the problem of sin for everyone. He died a substitutionary death in your place and in mine. All we have to do is call upon him for salvation. Jesus is the greatest problem solver in human history. That was James C. Johnson. He serves as the pastor of North Stone Baptist Church in Pensacola, Florida. For more Strength for Life, please visit our website, strengthforlife.church. I've been collecting watches since around 2018. Uh, made my first big purchase thinking that was going to be my only watch. When you're looking at watches and you're doing them online or if you're in the secondary market, it can be scary because there's a lot of fakes and I really do focus in on coming in to uh, an authorized dealer like Berets for any of the Omega or Breitling purchases. 
They will let you try it on, take pictures, go home, think about it, and just really set your mind at ease. Come visit us at Beret Jewelers. Hi, this is Terrence A. Gross. I've now practiced law for over 44 years. I'm proud to say that my three sons are my law partners. We have five offices throughout the Panhandle. Pensacola, Milton, Crestview, Fort Walton, and Navarre. If you have been injured due to the negligence of another, call us at 850-434-3333 or visit us on the web at grossandschuster.com. News Radio 92.3 gets you live programming every day from 5 a.m. until 7 p.m. on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Never seen Creep Show? Oh. No, no, never oh, seen it's a Creep Show. Movie. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, but it is a classic bad horror movie. Seven twenty-three on News Radio ninety-two-three. Informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Ben Scola Morning News. Steve Taylor's in the newsroom with our headlines. Steve. Well, good morning. The House Intelligence Committee is warning about a serious national security threat. Various reports say the threat is related to Russian space technology. Ohio Republican Mike Turner says his committee made information on the threat available to members of Congress and is requesting that President Biden declassify that information. Two climate protesters at the National Archives have been arrested for dumping pink powder on the case which holds the U.S. Constitution. The two men were calling on President Biden to declare a climate emergency and were arrested within minutes. The National Archives were closed down for the rest of the day. Russian President Vladimir Putin says he did not enjoy his recent interview with uh, U.S. conservative Tucker Carlson. Putin spoke to a reporter at the Kremlin yesterday, and he was asked about the interview with the right-wing commentator. According to a Reuters translation, Putin said he was expecting Carlson to behave aggressively and ask sharp questions, but surprising for a Western journalist, Carlson was patiently listening to his long history dialogues. You see, the Russian leader said he'd wanted sharp questions so he could respond in the same way. And that's what's happening. Yeah. Um, Putin basically said it was a pushover softball. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's what he had to say about Tucker right. Carlson, which is kind of, <laughs> I don't know how much credibility I give to Putin one way or the other, but, you know, <laughs> interesting assessment. Uh, Steve, thanks so much for the update. 725 on News Radio 92.3. Jake's got traffic for us. Okay, we're looking great on our roadways this morning, not seeing any accidents reported by FHP. No slowdowns on our map here, no delays on Burgess or Olive. Davis Highway is clear from the I-10 overpass through Creighton, Britton, Fairfield. We're looking good from 12th Avenue through to Palafox and W Street. Highway 90 is clear from Milton through Pace. Lillian Jackson, Navy, New Warrington, all accident-free. And Cervantes is clear through the curve on Scenic Highway. And uh, Summit Boulevard also not showing any accidents. If you do see anything out there, you can call or text our traffic tip line. That's 437. 1620. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. Thanks so much, Jake. I got a text in here from somebody who says, I would double check the hospitals pay for the transfer unless that's new. That's never been how it was in the past. I, okay, I, I mean, I, that's just what I've been told by several different people. That's why it's reliable income is because the hospitals pay. Uh, and now maybe the hospitals pay and then patients reimburse them. 
you know, it might kind of be one of those both and sort of situations. Um, somebody said that same person says hospitals typically hold the nursing home transfers till late afternoon uh, so they can bill the whole day. But this causes a huge backup in the late afternoon trying to move the transfers while catching up on the late afternoon nine one one rush. OK. All right. That, you know, again, this is all a learning curve for me, too. Four, three, seven, 16, 20. Somebody else says uh, human culture and organizational leadership ought to be mission first. People always, especially in the MTMS world, without those EMTMS foot soldiers, uh, leadership wouldn't have a job. Uh, they should treat them with respect regardless of how they act. I, I'm going to say something, and I, I don't want to claim that it's relevant here. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not making the assumption. But one of the things that I know to be true in general is that sometimes people are very good at a task but are not good at managing other people doing that task. Right? Because managing people is its own skill. Just like, I mean, you know, people might be very good at knowing a subject. That doesn't mean they're good teachers of that subject, right? Teaching a subject is different from knowing the subject. Now, you can't really be a good teacher unless you know the subject. Just like I think you cannot be a good manager of people doing a task unless you really understand how to do that task. But the managerial aspect, the human resource management, the getting along with people and motivating them, the leadership stuff is different, then all the things that you do just to be good at doing the task, that's true whether you're working in restaurants or whether you're working in radio or whether you're working in sales. You know, the salesperson who's best at selling does not necessarily make the good sales manager. And and also, you know, the sales manager might not necessarily be a great salesperson. I mean, they can't be terrible, <laughs> but they, they may not be the highest. The, the athlete needs a coach. It's better if the coach is played, but the coach doesn't have to be the A-star athlete. I mean, across the board, you see this sort of, there's a difference between the doing and the leading of the doing. And as I said, the, 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 the allegation, implication, whatever you want to call it, that I've, that I've heard from people about Chief Torcell is that he's very good at the doing part, not as good at the leadership management part. And again, I, I hate talking about a person when they're not here. And I offered uh, if he wanted to do the interview instead of Wes, Wes decided he wanted to do it himself, which I, no problem. I just wanted to, I want to let you know I made the offer available. Okay, I, I will certainly talk to Chief Torcell. Um you know, that's not the issue. I just don't, I just don't happen to know him very well. Okay. Um, but you know, I don't know. There's just, I have a lot of thoughts about this and I hope you're, you know, I hope this is useful to you and you don't just feel like it's all he said, she said, and I don't know what to make of it. I mean, I feel that way too sometimes, but I have been hearing stuff like this or in this vicinity for so many years and thought, man, I just don't know what to do with this. And I still don't, but I feel like it's my job to share it with you. Okay, 729 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Um, switching gears, a completely different subject. This is, this, I read this story yesterday and I thought, man, we are in weird, wild times. Okay, this is a military story. Okay, it's a military story. And the Navy, of course, we're a Navy town. The Navy has now lifted its ban on sailors keeping their hands in their pockets. That, that, I said it. <laughs> that was the rule. Okay. You can't have your hands in your pockets. Had been the rule that they enforced heavily at, uh, I guess, you know, boot camp and training schools. Uh, and, of course, I, I guess that led to a lot of memes and media posts and complaints about the often, they, I'm reading the story here, derided rule. Uh, Chief Petty Officer seen as the enforcer of the policy. Um, sailors are now authorized to have hands in their pockets when doing so does not compromise safety nor prohibit the proper rendering of honors and courtesies. That's part one. <laughs> you ready? Here's part two. 
The Navy is bringing back female combination cover known as the bucket cover. If you don't know what that is, that's okay. That's not the relevant part. Female sailors can now wear false eyelashes or eyelash extensions that, quote, project a natural appearance and are no longer than 14 millimeters in length as measured from the eyelid to the tip of the eyelash. That's natural? (laughs) So... Get out your calipers, everybody. The Navy's got millimeter regulations on the length of eyelashes for female sailors. I just report the news. Fox News, I'm CJ Papa. KC Police Chief Stacy Graves says three in custody. At least one weapon has been recovered by police, but didn't give motive or reveal their identities of the suspects allegedly behind the mass shooting of the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl victory parade. I'm heartbroken. That's Kansas City Mayor Quentin Lucas. One person is dead, a local, a beloved radio station DJ. More than 21 others injured, including 11 kids, nine of which suffered gunshot wounds. House Intelligence Chair Mike Turner describes a serious national security threat. He wants President Biden to declassify intel related to it. Sources tell me that the threat does concern Russian capability, noting the potential seriousness is grave, but it's not immediate. If Russia did put nukes in space, it would break the 1967 Outer Space Treaty, which bans nuclear weapons in outer space. Fox's Brooke Singman reporting. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning. It's 731, 50 degrees and partly cloudy. I'm Steve Taylor for News Radio Pensacola. The Escambia County EMS Union vote of no confidence against the chief and deputy chief of Escambia County EMS seems to have put the local focus on the county EMS, including complaints from the north end of the county. Two days after District 5 Commissioner Stephen Barry promised action to complaints that the north end ambulances are oftentimes missing in action, another county official is saying the data doesn't match the narrative. I spent three hours yesterday morning in the Samsara software, looking at tracks, looking at GPS coordinates, dates, times, and, you know, I wasn't trying to work against anybody, but the facts are what the facts are, and the narrative that was being told at the town hall did not prove out to be what the software represents. That's from County Administrator Wes Moreno. During Barry's town hall on Monday night, residents in Molino, Century, and Walnut Hill say EMS crews are often pulled out of their service area to respond to calls in the much more populated South End, leading to some substantial wait times. Some people give chocolates or flowers on Valentine's Day, but a local doctor does something really special on February 14th and has been doing it for three decades or more. Optometrist Dr. Jean Teresa provides free eye exams and often much more. Patient Marilyn May told Channel 3. Lost my glasses for a few days, believe me. Then you see how blind you are without them. Dr. Teresa is an optometrist in Pensacola. For 37 years, he's been a part of Doctors with a Heart, which is an organization that gives free medical, dental, and vision care for those who need it. So this is for people with no insurance, low incomes, and some of them have hit hard times. So this is a way to help them out. Dr. Teresa says it's not just about getting glasses. Eye exams can help others uh, basically really uh, reveal some underlying health problems as well. Pick the disease up early, then you can fix it early. Diseases like glaucoma or diabetes or other things that can screw up your vision. And it's not the vision that you really need to fix, it's the underlying process. It's like fixing a hole in the roof instead of mopping up the water on the floor. 
Dr. Teresa says it's a way to show a different kind of love on Valentine's Day. Four people were taken to the hospital yesterday afternoon following an accident involving an Escambia County public transportation bus. The accident took place on Truman Avenue and North W Street about 4.45 p.m. Troopers say the accident involved an ECAT bus and a four-door silver sedan. According to the communications director for ECAT, three bus occupants and the driver of that sedan were transported to the hospital. The Florida Highway Patrol says the three occupants of the bus suffered minor injuries, while the driver of the sedan is in critical condition. The bus had 15 occupants on board at the time of the accident, and FHP is still investigating that crash. Well, let's check the forecast from Channel 3. This is meteorologist Burke Richardson with your first morning weather update. We will have a beautiful sunny day today with mostly sunny skies. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping into the 40s. As you go into Friday, mostly cloudy skies with a high near 64. 20% chance of rain by Friday evening. Temperatures Friday night near 51 degrees. Rain chances through Saturday, showers likely with a high near 57, and Saturday night temperatures dropping near 38. Stay connected to the Channel 3 News First Morning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson for the First Morning Weather Center. Thanks. So let's check in with Jake Walker for Traffic on the Fives. All right. Thanks, Steve. We're looking great on our roadways this morning. This traffic report brought to you by ECUA. We're seeing our normal slowdowns at uh, Highway 98 westbound headed through Tiger Point, and also Highway 29 south through Inslee is a little bit slow, but really not too bad for this time of morning. I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds. Davis Highway is clear from the I-10 overpass through Creighton, Brenton, Fairfield. We're looking good from 12th Avenue through to Palafox and W Street. And if you're coming out of Milton this morning on Highway 90 through Pace, no accidents slowing you down. ECUA Bulk Waste Service is now call for pickup. Call by 2 p.m. the day before your service day. Learn more at ecua.fl.gov. If you see anything out there on our roadways slowing us down, you can call or text our traffic tip line. That number is 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with your Traffic on the Fives. Thanks, Jake. Right now, 50 degrees at Pensacola, 50 also in Gulf Breeze, and 47 in Milton at 735. The next news is 8, breaking news anytime. I'm Steve Taylor for News Radio Pensacola, informative, local. Local, dependable. I'm Nicole Murray with Your Money Now. Japanese chipmaker Renaissance Electronics has announced it will acquire software company Altium for nearly $5.9 billion in cash. Renaissance says the acquisition will allow it to better manage electronics designed for customers as Altium's main business is making tools to design chip circuit boards. The joint duo said they could control as much as one-third of the global chip-making market by 2028. Lyft CEO David Risher took responsibility for the major error that appeared in the company's fourth quarter earnings release yesterday. Shares of the ride-hailing company soared more than 60% after a report said Lyft grew by 5% in 2024. The correct growth figure was 0.5%. Lyft reported revenue of just over $1 billion for the fourth quarter, a 4% increase from a year earlier. Futures are slightly higher. Yesterday, the Dow Industrials gained 151 and the S&P 500 up 47. That's your money now. Join Stephen Schmidt, Marine Service Technology Instructor at Georgetown Technical College on the Pensacola Expert Panel tomorrow at 10 a.m. Key Marine Center is sponsoring the show. When Key Marine needs to hire Marine Service technicians, they hire students from Georgetown Technical College. It's a dream team, so join them tomorrow at 10 a.m. on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. 
It's game day at Jim's house, and the spread is impressive. Mike's already done some damage with the hot wings, and now he's dropping back and going deep for another slice of pizza. I sure hope he brought the Pepto. Mike knows the Pepto-Bismol provides fast, five-symptom relief from unexpected stomach upsets. He's no rookie. <laughs> the way he's throwing back those nachos, he's the GOAT. Be ready for game day with Pepto-Bismol. When you have nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea. Use as directed, keep out of reach of children. News Radio Pensacola has you covered no matter where you are or how you like to listen. Tune into our frequencies on 92.3 FM, 95.3 FM, and AM 1620 for the latest breaking news, local updates, and in-depth analysis. Can't be near a radio? No problem. Stream us live on our website or through our convenient app. Available for download on your mobile device. Plus, with our smart device integration, you can ask your virtual assistant to play News Radio 92.3, and we'll be right there with you. It's News Radio Pensacola. the Pensacola Police Department, they came and did a request. Um, there was, a, you know, a few less machines because of the number of officers. That request was 150000 up from 80000 that they had previously requested. This is uh, Tommy White talking at the Agenda Conference, uh, Agenda Review for the Pensacola City Council. I mean, this is actually from last week, but talking about those true narc devices that the Santa Rosa County Sheriff's Office has purchased and is using that the uh, Scamby County Sheriff's Office actually put in an order for like six or seven months ago and has gotten, but are still learning how to train on them. And PPD is the third leg of that stool here locally. Let's talk to Mike Wood. He is the public information officer for the Pensacola Police Department. Hey, Mike, welcome back to the show, sir. Good morning. Good morning. So you guys are also trying to get some of the opioid uh, settlement money to use for these true narc, uh, you know, fentanyl detectors? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is going to be an, another important tool that we could have. You know, the technology is there. And, you know, you know us, we're always reaching for, for technology and, and, uh, and finding different ways to make our jobs easier and, and a lot more safer for our officers and the, and the people that we serve. Absolutely. And I, I mean, I really I don't say this with an exaggeration. This is life-saving technology to keep your folks from having to touch anything that might kill them potentially. And that's what fentanyl can do, right? Yeah, absolutely. We've had exposures to officers, as most agencies have. Uh, it's a very dangerous situation. Uh, it can get very bad very quickly, and uh, this will help a lot with that issue. Uh, speaking of technology, uh, Shot Spotter, of course, you guys have been using that for several months. The Scammy County Sheriff's Office, Chip uh, Simmons told me that um, in the beginning there were a couple of, you know, uh, incidents and, you know, not very many substantial ones, particular, you know, kind of like trying out their guns kind of thing. There was, had been one shooting, I think. Um, you guys had a few in the beginning. H has it continued to be useful or has the, you know, has its reporting on the shots slowed down or where are we at? No, it's it's working for us. I mean, with any like any technology, there's going to be some snafus and, and uh, things like that. But uh, overall, 95%, we're, I mean, it's spot on. It's working the way it should, and uh, we embrace it, and we would like to see the coverage get bigger someday. Uh, but it, but are you ha – I mean, I don't mean is it functioning properly. I mean, are you, is it giving you shooting incidents that you respond to, or have you had very many calls based on it is more what I'm asking? Well, yeah. I mean, if it's in the area where – where the uh, sensors are, of course we have. And in fact, the, 
the second activation that we had was a legitimate shooting. Shots were fired, and nobody called 911. We would not have known about that shooting if Shot Spotter didn't exist. So it absolutely works. It's working for us, and it has since day one. What are your thoughts about, um, I see that a couple of cities, major cities, including Chicago most recently, I think Charlotte was another one. There's another one. I can't remember now who it was. Um, they had Shot Spotter and they're now getting rid of it. Meanwhile, there's about 150 cities around the nation that use it. Uh, any thoughts on why they're getting rid of it uh, or, you know, whether the reasons they're getting rid of it might be relevant for us here? No, I can't imagine. Well, I can't imagine why, and I don't like to speculate, but I will in this case. And I would think something like that is as good as that program is. Um, I, you have to almost believe that there's politics involved somehow, some way in that. Um, so all I can say for sure for us is that it's working for us, and we're glad to have it. Okay, and the, the reports I read did indicate that it was about allegations that this led to more policing in poor-slash-black areas, that it was perceived as you know, sort of militarizing the police response into those areas that officers would show up ready to, you know, ready to tussle instead of ready to, you know, serve and protect. And, you know, that was kind of their claims. Um, but, you know, uh, that's Chicago and Chicago's not Pensacola. <laughs> you know, I understand that as well. Exactly. Uh, one of the things you guys had a report out that uh, you've been working with some car thefts and I think you've either got or are looking for some car thieves. Is that right? Well, we've got two and we're looking for one more. Um, the three were involved in several vehicle thefts, and um, the ironic thing is that all of these vehicles had the keys in them. And, uh, you know, we've said time and time again to please lock your vehicles and take the keys out. It's very easy to steal a vehicle. You know, with all this technology on how uh, vehicles are getting harder and harder to steal, it's very easy to steal them if the, the key fob is, is in the vehicle. So, so yeah, we're looking for one more, and uh, his name's Dante Morell. And, you know, when we find him, uh, you know, we're going to talk to him and – uh, see exactly what they got. You know, how, how are you getting these keys and that sort of thing? And um, and I, you know, I don't know what else to say about it. We've just told people so many times to take the keys out to lock the cars. Um, I'm not sure what else to do. Can, can I recommend a marketing strategy change? I don't know if this is going to work, but it suddenly occurs to me that everybody's been told not to keep your cars in your key all or your keys in your car all the time. They've been told this that you know you know lock your doors, keep your. They've been told all of that stuff. Maybe go the other way and say you know. If what you're looking for is to get your car stolen and used in a drive-by shooting, by all means, please put those keys in the ignition. You could even do something like where the, you know, somebody's getting out of the car and they leave the keys in the car and you could say, and this moment of a gift to the thieves is brought to you by Hallmark. You know, <laughs> the, you know something like that. Like yeah. this is almost like you got to do the, you know, all right, dummy. If you're going to keep doing this, you know, well, you're like, what would the rationale have to be to actually do this? And, you know, play it from the reverse psychology point of view. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I give up. But on the other side, most cars are not stolen. Most people do lock them. Most people do mm -hmm. take the keys out. So I have to throw that in there, too. Right. No, fair enough. Almost like the uh, show the car thief, you know, opening the car door, which is open, like, yes. And then he gets and there's a keys and he's like, Yes, and then you know. Anyway, that just I'm thinking alternative ways to make this point to people that are clearly not getting the point. The the few who aren't, but are causing the problem. Uh, last thing, I was like to end with a car myth, or a, co a cop myth, or a, a did you know? You have one for me this week? <laughs> uh, yeah, I do, and it's about the the myth that police officers and I, and I got this from watching. And I've seen it hundred times. Everybody else has too because it's a Christmas movie. Uh, watching Die Hard, and uh, I was thinking about the the when the feds show up, how the local officers just 
can't stand them. The FBI takes over all the scenes, and that could not be any further than the truth. Uh, we embrace our state and federal partners. Uh, we work with them with task force and things like that. Uh, so that's not true at all. We can we can always use every bit of help we can get, and they feel the same way about us. I, I laugh. We just watched the um, the fugitive the other or no, no U.S. Marshals the other day, and you know you've told me this uh, previously, and so it's always in my mind when I'm watching these movies. I'm like. Ugh. <laughs> you know the squabbling over it's my jurisdiction it's your jurisdiction. don't take that case away from me lieutenant you know please take the case i need some time <laughs> yeah know, just the, yeah the, somebody the, was to say hey we're gonna take that case from you i don't know too many officers that are, or supervisors that are gonna um that are gonna say no here's the gift wrapping you know <laughs> go ahead sir all right uh mike wood he is the public information officer for the pensacola police department as always mike thanks so much for the time i appreciate it and we'll talk to you next week Thank you, sir. 746 on News Radio 92.3. I am now. I'm envisioning a whole series of ads. You know, I particularly love the one where the thief is like creeping around at night and he goes and tries the car door and it's open. He's like, Kevin McAllister, yes. You know, and then he finds the keys under the, you know, in the above the visor or in the console. And it's like, yes. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, I don't know. Just that's where my brain's going right now. Uh, Jake's got traffic on the fives. All right. We're looking great on our roadways this morning. This traffic report brought to you by Executive Landscaping. We're seeing our normal morning slowdowns at Highway 98 westbound heading through Tiger Point and also Highway 29 south through Inslee a little bit slow. But really, looking around town, I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds, not showing any slowdowns on Pine Forest or in Car City. Highway 29 is accident-free from the Atmore Cutoff in Molino through Cantonment. If you're coming out of Milton this morning on Highway 93, pace no accidents slowing you down gregory street garden street palafox all checking in clear if you do see anything out there slowing you down you can always call or text our traffic tip line that number is 437-1620 executive landscaping call them today for all your commercial and premium landscaping needs i'm jake walker with your traffic on the fives i can't stop my brain working on this now i'm like and the third thing he'd be is to find a gun in there ah right and then yes he finds a gun in the unlocked car with the keys. And, the, I mean, you know, it's like a, a thief's dream. Um, speaking of cars, Frontier Motors is <laughs> a great – They Nice. You know what they – thank you. You know what they do? They have got 300 good quality used cars, one, two, three years old, low miles, great condition, sitting on the lot right now. They all have locks. <laughs> they all have keys. They are all capable of being locked. That's really their specialty. They – Honestly, they only sell cars that have locks on them. It's it, it's kind of amazing. Of course, they also sell cars that are almost new, except for you don't have to pay the new car price, and you can drive them as long as you like. If you're like me, you buy them with a few thousand, ten or 15,000, and then you drive them until there's like 200 and 300,000 miles on them, and then you buy a new one just like that that's not quite new at Frontier Motors. Serving the Pensacola community for more than 25 years behind the Big Buffalo on Beverly Parkway, exclusively with cars with locks. Building-related illnesses. We get a lot of calls for this. Who do you know that is sick from the building they're in? Hi, this is Todd with Gulf Coast Air Care. Building-related illness symptoms include coughing, sneezing, headaches, itchy, watery eyes, and a host of breathing problems. At Gulf Coast Air Care, we have the solution. We can inspect, clean, and treat your AC system so you'll feel great. If you have dust issues or health problems that you feel are related to your home or office building, you should give us a call. We'll share the tips and secrets you need to know for a comfortable, healthy indoor environment. Gulf Coast Air Care at 850-934-2768. Our service will extend to life your air conditioner and your system will be much more energy efficient too. Let us help you by cleaning the most neglected system in your home or workplace. At Gulf Coast Air Care, we take pride in the certifications and the licenses that we hold. If you want the best quality and award-winning customer service, you can find us on the web at gulfcoastaircare.com. Edit, Sarah. Seriously.
Just cleaning Gulf Coast Air Care. The Pensacola housing real estate market has been crazy for the past few years. How do you know when to buy or sell? You'll need an expert to help you. Tune into the Pensacola Expert Panel today at 9 a.m. right after Pensacola Morning News to hear real estate expert Christina Leavenworth with Leavenworth Realty discuss current real estate conditions. That's today at 9 a.m. on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 a.m. 1620. Delicious seafood is what you'll find at David's Catfish House. David's Catfish serves only the best Mississippi catfish, fresh Gulf seafood, and delicious homemade sides. Weekday specials include two times Tuesday, six free shrimp added to the six-piece dinner. Wednesdays offer lunch basket specials and everyone's favorite, Shrimp-tastic Thursday, five bucks off all-you-can-eat shrimp. Serving fresh seafood daily. Visit David's Catfish House on Dogwood Drive in Milton and New Warrington Road in Pensacola. See you at David's. News Radio 92.3 AM 1620 is accepting applications for employment. Periodically, we have openings in sales, business, news, promotions, engineering, production, and programming. We'll keep your application for consideration when such an opening occurs. We also provide internships for qualified students. Apply online at News Radio 92.3 or at our studios at 7251 Plantation Road between 8.30 a.m. and 5.30 p.m. ADX Communications is an equal opportunity employer. All the big national news in a conversation with Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins from 11 till 2 on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. Who are you guys? We're you, dude! No way. No way. Yes, way, Ted! You'll say the world has come between us. Our lives have come between us. So yes, everyone spent the entire weekend talking about whether the Democratic choice for president is mentally up to the challenge of the world's most demanding job. So what was his opponent saying this weekend? We have to win in November or we're not going to have Pennsylvania. They'll change the name. They're going to change the name of Pennsylvania. I, I must admit, I don't watch the Trump rallies. I don't watch the, a lot of the Bidens. I mean, I do watch some of the Biden speeches. But, you know, when it gets into rally season, I have to really make a decision about how much of this stuff I'm going to watch. But Jon Stewart and the return to The Daily Show, uh, getting yelled at by his fellow liberals for making fun of Joe Biden. But, you know, I mean, he'll make fun of anybody if he can find the target. Yes, it should be noted, while concerns over any president's fitness and acuity are legitimate, especially those at an advanced age, Biden's opponent also seems to live at the villages. So, <laughs> the question then becomes, what the f are we doing here, people? Ooh, wait. So, there was more on Trump. Biden's lost the step, but Trump regularly says things at rallies that would warrant a wellness check. All I know about magnets is this. Give me a glass of water. Let me drop it on the magnets. That's the end of the magnets. <laughs> a scientist uh i'm pretty sure water is not the end of magnets i, <laughs> I think he may be thinking of cotton candy <laughs> but for those of you who think oh this is all about bad trump 
listen, he had a lot to say about Biden, including this is a bit long, but is worth it, okay? Now, Democrats will say that any criticism like this, especially of Biden, is unfair because you just don't know Biden like they know Biden. President Biden, who I've been around uh, numerous times just in this last year, is sharp, he's focused, he's bright. He is sharp, intensely probing, and detail-oriented and focused. This is a man who is sharp, who is on top of his game, who knows what's going on. He's smart, he's on his game. I was in almost every meeting with the president, and the president was in front of and on top of it all, coordinating and directing leaders who are in charge of America's national security, not to mention our allies around the globe. Did anyone film that? <laughs> That's crazy. I love him. Man. What a really line. Good. Do we have any evidence? <laughs> we have two candidates who are chronologically outside the norm of anyone who has run uh, for the presidency in this country, in the history of this country. They are the oldest people ever to run for president, breaking by only four years the record that they set! <laughs> milestones to hit they got the rrp card they've got social security they've got their movie discounts there is no oh wait till you hit 88 you get to drink and drive no uh welcome back john 755 on news radio 92.3 informative local dependable well, andrew how can you like him he's a liberal uh, and He's funny. He's smart. There's, You know the thing I admire about Jon Stewart? I said this the other day, but I'll say it again because it bears repeating. Um, I always have place have a place for people who, especially if they're funny, if they base their satire on truth. See, the, the problem is so much of the satire in the world today, especially SNL, it, it's, it's just not even rooted in reality or truth most of the time. It's so skewed and biased. But when you tell your criticisms and they're rooted in something true, I mean, you're my people. Even if what you're attacking is stuff I hold important or cherish, that's okay. If the criticism that the satire wraps itself around is rooted in a nugget of truth, I'm going to hear you. 756 on News Radio 92.3. Jake's got traffic for us. Jake. Oh, that was my band in college, Nuggets of Truth. Nuggets of Truth. Nice. All right. All right. Uh, we're looking great on our roadways right now. Uh, we're seeing our normal morning slowdowns. Highway 98 westbound getting through Tiger Point. Also Highway 29 south through Inslee. A little congested this morning. And uh, if you're on North Davis Highway getting by H HCA Florida West Hospital, uh, slow in both directions getting through that area. But really around our roadways, we are looking good. If you do see anything out there slowing you down, you can always call or text our traffic tip line. That's 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. Oh, I had a uh, somebody texted me in and says, uh, kind of having a back and forth with somebody about Trump, and uh, says, what about Trump's comments about running NATO like it's some racket? And I talked about this when he made the comment. But did you see the follow-up to that? Did you see the follow-up to Trump's comments about NATO? Remember Jen Stoltenberg, the Secretary General of NATO, said that this is bad, it's dangerous, it puts people in harm's way, and, you know, he doesn't condone anything that Trump is saying. Did you hear what he said yesterday? On Wednesday, the headline, 
This is from a uh, AP Fox News. No, Newsweek. Sorry. Newsweek. Headline. NATO chief admits Donald Trump's criticism is valid. NATO Secretary General Jan Stoltenberg has admitted that former President Donald Trump's criticism about member states not paying enough to support the strategic alliance is valid. On Wednesday, he announced that 18 out of 31 members were meeting NATO goals by hitting their target of using a minimum of 2% of GDP on defense. That means 13 or not. That's an improvement from July of last year when only 12 members were paying at least the minimum. So that's up six. That's good. But that's since the invasion of Ukraine. So why? Um, NATO allies not spending enough money on NATO, this is a quote, is a valid point, said Stoltenberg. And it's a point in the message has not, that has been conveyed by successive U.S. administrations that European allies in Canada have to spend more because we haven't seen fair burden sharing in the alliance. Um, by the way, the U.S. is at 3.49%. Only Poland is higher at 3.9%. And one thought, just as a, this is going to mess with your brain, okay, but I want to I share it with you. If you're the kind of person that favors progressive taxation, meaning that the rich pay a higher share of their income, in addition to just paying more, but they actually pay a higher share of their income— do you think U.S. should be paying a higher share of its GDP on defense to fund NATO and not be subject to the simple 2% flat tax concept as we have it right now? Just a question I throw out for your, you know, those of you who believe that progressive taxation is right. Steve has got some headlines for us in the newsroom. Steve? Well, good morning. Lawyers for for, uh, former President Donald Trump will be in court in both New York and Atlanta today. Trump's expected to appear in a Manhattan courtroom this morning regarding allegations they falsified business records of hush money payments to the adult film star. We'll talk about that more later on. Very good. Thanks so much, Steve. Hey, coming up next, uh, I'm going to give you a chance to hear what Wes Morano had to say in response to the interview we did yesterday with the EMS president. It was, um, what's the word that you want here, Jake? Um, Terse. Terse. Stressful. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Forthright. Adamant. Listen on air at 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. News Radio 92.3. WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.